says in the Medrash that the Jews kept certain things in Mitzrayim even while they were assimilating in every other way. They even worshipped the idols of the Egyptians. But the three things they kept meticulously, one is their names, their language, and their clothes. And they kept distinctive names and they spoke a distinctive language, Hebrew, and they, they dressed differently than the Egyptians. The Egyptians didn't dress very modestly and the Jews insisted on dressing differently in a more traditional, modest way. And he says, because of these three things, they merited to come out of Mitzrayim, even though in every other way they were assimilating with the Egyptians. So the Or HaChaim HaKadosh says, it says in the Medrash that the Yidin, the Jews in Mitzrayim, fell so low in their spiritual state that they entered, they fell to the 49th level of Tumah, of uncleanliness. There are a total of 50, but they ended up to the 49th level. They were short of the 50th level. And had they fallen into the 50th gate, the 50th level of uncleanliness, there would be no return. It would be hopeless. They wouldn't be able to come out because they would be completely assimilated into that world. It says the Orachayim HaKadosh that this, this is only true in Mitzrayim. In Mitzrayim, the Jews had to keep these three things in order to be saved. Had they failed in these three things, that they changed their names and changed their language, these very external uh, markers that marked them off as being Jewish and distinctive from the other nations, had they let go of that as well, there would be no return. They would have fallen into the 50th gate. But after Matan Torah, says Chaim, when we have a Torah, Torah is able to get down even to the 50th gate. Today, there are Jews who don't keep their Jewish names. They don't have the Jewish clothing and they don't have the Jewish language. They don't even know the Hebrew. They don't even know their Jewish names. So how will these Jews be redeemed when Mashiach comes? He says, because now we have a Torah. And Torah can even get those Jews out of the 50th gate. So Repilchus Koritzer explains this. And the Sefer of Repilchus there explains this like this. Avada the Jew who is stuck in the 50th gate and has been so lost and assimilated, it's hard for him to get himself out. But the Jews around him who are facing the same tests and the challenges of fashion and assimilation are so great today that Jews are losing their connection with Judaism and with the Jewish people by letting go of everything, including their names, even the most external markers are being let go. So when Jews face, the, so the temptation is great for all everybody else too. It's when people resist and they face the test and they don't change their names and they make sure to wear sneeze to get clothes different than, than other nations. And they, spoke, they speak the language different than, than other nations. So that, the, the fact that a Jew stands up against the temptation of the generation, we break that 50th gate, the darkness of the 50th gate, it will allow the nitsutsis, the sparks and the shamas that are stuck there to come out as well. And it says a remarkable thing. So just like there are 49 gates of evil, there's also 49 days of gates of Kedusha. It says Moshe Rabbeinu reached, reached the 49th gate of, of Kedusha. He didn't reach the 50th. The 50th gate is so lofty that while Moshe was alive, he couldn't reach it. Only after his passing. 
says, so the, the, the Orachayim HaKadosh says that Dafki in this generation, where we deal with the challenges of the 50th gate of evil, the, low, the lowliest abyss of evil and of darkness, is what we're dealing with. Dafki, the, the, the transformation of that lowliest level of the 50th gate of evil, allows us to reveal the 50th gate of Kedusha. The 50th gate of Kedusha was off limits till now. Even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't reach it. But Davke when Mashiach comes will be revealed, the 50th gate of Kedusha, Davke because we are transforming the 50th gate of evil. Which is what it says in the Mamom of Yudshvat. Lamata mata din tachlis and lamayla din kez, that the air and self, the infinite light of Hashem, is on the one hand, extends to the lowliest, the deepest abyss of evil. He's there as well. And at the same time, he's transcendent, infinitely transcendent. And, and this paradox is exactly what the Oyer Sof is about. And when a Yid is mavar and transforms the lowliest place in the universe, he is able to reveal the highest and the loftiest place, the, what he calls the Oitza, the treasure, which is connected to Hashem himself, can be revealed only when we transform the lowliest place. Pirchas Koretz asked an interesting question. If it's true that the Jews did not change their clothes, and they wore distinctive, uh, modest clothing, the how come that the Ebesha said to Moshe Rabbeinu, tell the Jews, every woman should ask from a neighbor, silver and gold vessels, and also smallest in clothes. The clothes of the Egyptians were inappropriate for a Jewish woman. Why would they borrow their, their clothes? So he says that it seems that some Egyptians found it very fashionable to wear Jewish clothing. You know, sometimes... The, 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 the fashion, the world of fashion, seems enamored with a certain look that the from, Jew, the from community wears. So those are the clothing that he told them to borrow.